اکبر اللہ اکبر اللہ اکبر اللہ اکبر شہد اللہ شہد اللہ شہد محمد رسود شہد محمد رسود حیال سلا حیال سلا الحمد للہ الحمد للہ وکفا والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفا اما بعد اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم یا ایوہ الذین آمنوا اجتنبوا کثیرا من الظن ان بعض الظن اثم ولا تجسسوا ولا يغتب بعضكم بعضا ایوحب احدکم ان یأکل لحم اخیه میتا فکرحتموه واتقوا اللہ ان اللہ تواب الرحیم وقال النبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم الدین النصیحہ رواہ مسلم صدق اللہ صدق اللہ مولانا العظیم وصدق رسوله النبی الكریم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected ulama, huffad, elders, brothers and mothers and sisters that may be listening from home Islam is a religion that advocates peace, love, muhabba and wishing the best for our fellow Muslim brothers and sisters. Irrespective of one's race, one's gender, social standing, lineage, our objective is to wish best and that which is best for all believing men and women. This is a universal maxim, it is a universal principle in Sharia which we as Muslims are bound to follow. Sayyiduna Tamim al-Dari radiyallahu an mentions that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once said that ad-deenu an-nasiha Deen is well-wishing. The Sahaba radiyallahu anhum asked that for who? O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi alayhi salam mentioned 
that this refers to sincerity and well-wishing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for His book, for His messenger, for the leaders of the Muslimin and for the general population. So the Quran and Sunnah have placed a very important role and principle which is to create a harmonious and loving Muslim society. This was the cornerstone characteristic of Nabi alayhi salam. And he was followed in this by the Sahaba, the Tabi'een, the Salaf al-Salihin. To have this consideration of love, well-being, and wishing the best for all believing men and women. Part of wishing well for our Muslim brothers and sisters involves abstaining from speaking or even thinking ill about a fellow Muslim brother or sister. We have been prohibited by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from speaking ill. And more than speaking ill, we have been prohibited, prohibited from even having ill or evil thoughts about a fellow Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala emphatically mentions in the Qur'an, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اجْتَنِبُوا كَثِيرًا مِّنَ الظَّنِّ That, O oh, you who have brought iman, stay away from suspicion. Stay away from having suspicion about your fellow Muslim brother and sister. إِنَّ بَعْضَ الظَّنِّ if Verily, some forms of suspicion are sinful. Thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala later on in the verse mentions, وَلَا يَغْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا Do not backbite, do not speak ill of one another. أَيُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَن يَأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَخِيهِ مَيْتًا فَكَرِهْتُمُهُ Do you like that you should eat the dead flesh, the carrion, the maita of your fellow Muslim brother? Definitely not. فَكَرِهْتُمُهُ You will definitely dislike it. Nabi alayhi salam once mentioned on the authority of Abu Hurair radiallahu an, the riwayat is in Muslim, that he asked the sahaba, atadruna mal ghiba? Do you know what is ghiba? Do you know what is backbiting? The sahaba radiallahu anhum mentioned, Allahu wa rasooluhu a'lam. Allah and his messenger know best. Now we digress for a minute. Look at this response of sahaba. When they were asked a question, they did not proffer forth their own opinions, their own logical analysis. Allahu wa Rasuluhu a'lam. Allah and His Messenger know best. Unfortunately today, when it comes to matters of deen, without a sound knowledge base and foundation, each and every one of us wish to, wishes to proffer his or her logical analysis and deduction on the ahkam and the rules and regulations of sharia. This is an important lesson that we learn from sahaba radiallahu anhum, who themselves were giants in knowledge, who themselves had the ability to understand Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Their response, Allahu wa rasuluhu a'lam. That we will take our directive, our indication on this matter from Allah and His Messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the quran Majid. فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ That ask the people of knowledge if you do not know. Seek the people who are specialists in that field and ask them 
for their opinion or the opinions that they have deduced from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Coming back to this hadith, Nabi alayhi salam mentions that what is ghiba? Dhikruka akhaka bima yakram. That mentioning something about your brother that he would dislike. So Nabi, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum then asked that, O oh Nabi of Allah, what happens if he is guilty of that particular fault? What happens if he has that fault in him? Nabi alayhi salam then mentioned that if he has that fault in him, and you mention it behind his back, then it is ghiba, it is backbiting. And if he does not have it, then faqad bahatta, then you have slandered him, this is worse than ghiba, you are accusing him of something that he is not guilty of. So this was the definition that Nabi salam gave to Sahaba radiallahu anhum. We find that speaking ill or thinking ill of fellow Muslims falls into three categories. Number one, you speak ill about a person behind their back about a fault that they have. You speak ill about a person behind their back, they don't know about it or you don't speak it to them in front of them and they have that particular fault in them. This is called backbiting or ghibah. The second category is where you speak ill about a fellow Muslim, but you tell it to him or her on their face, in front of them, in their presence. This is known as lams. Separate verse of the Qur'an, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ O you who believe, do not insult one another, do not deride one another, do not attack one another. Another verse of the Qur'an, وَيْلٌ لِكُلِّ هُمَزَةِ اللُّمَزَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Woe to that person who derides, insults, mocks fellow human beings and fellow Muslims. So this is the second category where we speak ill of a person, but we say it to them in front of them. And the third category is where we speak, and just going back to the second category, the person is guilty of that fault. So we speak ill about a person, the person is guilty of it, but we say it to their face. This is called lums, it's called inciting or uh, attacking our fellow Muslim brother. And the third category is where we speak ill about a fellow Muslim, but we it is regarding a fault that they do not possess. This is called slander. This is the worst form of speaking ill about our fellow Muslim brothers. So the ulama have mentioned that all of these are considered grave and major sins in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the challenge with these sins is that generally most of us become involved and embroiled in it. Unlike other major sins like drinking alcohol, stealing, killing, zina, the general population are not as easily involved. For example, if we have to do a survey and we say over the last 24 hours, how many people in this majma have killed someone? Inshallah, nobody has killed anyone. How many people have outright committed zina? How many people have stolen something? How many people have engaged in drinking alcohol? Inshallah, we will say that nobody has done that. Or if there is perhaps one or two people. But ask ourselves, reflect, contemplate, how many of us in the last 24 hours, 
in some way, shape or form have been involved in speaking or thinking ill of our fellow Muslim brothers and sisters. Sometimes it might be true, sometimes it might not be true. Abu Hurairah radiallahu anh mentions, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, إِيَّاكُمْ That beware of suspicion. فَإِنَّ الظَّنَّ أَكْذَبُ الْحَدِيثِ Because suspicion, verily suspicion, is the worst of speech. There's the highest amount of lies and fabrications and insults. إِنَّ الظَّنَّ أَكْذَبُ الْحَدِيثِ Therefore our ulama have mentioned that it is prohibited for a Muslim to think ill, to have ill thoughts or suspicions about another Muslim. It is mentioned in Ma'rif al-Qur'an that Sayyiduna Maymun radiallahu an once had a dream. And in that dream he saw that he, he was being commanded to eat the flesh of a Negro, an Abyssinian, a black slave that had passed away. So he asked the person in his dream that why am I being asked to eat this, the human body? I cannot eat this person. So the caller said to him that you are being asked to eat it because you have been backbiting a certain person's black slave. So Sayyiduna Maimun says that that is incorrect. I haven't, back, I haven't engaged in backbiting of anybody. So the person then said to him, yes you have. When somebody else was speaking ill about that particular black slave, you did not defend his honor, though you had the ability to do so. And therefore you too are guilty of the sin of backbiting. On this ulama have mentioned that when we hear evil being spoken about our fellow Muslim, then it is obligatory upon us if we have the ability to defend the honor of that person. And if we don't have the ability, then it is obligatory for us to move away from that particular majlis or that particular discussion or that particular chat group or that particular social media platform. This is the requirement of deen and the honor that has been given that we have to defend our fellow Muslim when he, is, when he or she is being attacked. It comes in the books of tafsir that it is prohibited to accuse a Muslim of anything without valid Islamic proof. And if somebody accuses another without valid Islamic proof, then it is incumbent upon us to either defend that person or to move away. Meaning we should not engage in that particular discussion where people are spoken ill of. There's a lengthy narration and we don't have time to go into it with regards to the ifk and the slander of Aisha radiallahu anha, the greatest form of accusation in this ummah that was cast upon the noble character of our mother Aisha radiallahu anha, wherein she was accused of infidelity with a fellow sahabi and this news was then spread like wildfire throughout Medina Munawwara by the munafiqun and some of the sahaba became involved and embroiled in it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then revealed verses in Surah An-Nur to exonerate Aisha radiallahu anha and to provide a severe warning for those who engaged in spreading this about her and also for our benefit till the day of Qiyamah 
how should we respond when we are faced with a situation whereby somebody is speaking ill of a fellow Muslim brother or sister? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, لَوْلَا إِذْ سَمِعْتُمُوهُ وَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتُ بِأَنفُسِهِمْ خَيْرًا That when you heard this, the believing men and women, when they heard this particular uh, uh, evil being spoken about, what should they have done? They should have thought good about one another, and they should have said that this is a clear slander. This is incorrect. The next verse, so thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that when you hear this information being sent to you, when you read it, what should you say? That it is not appropriate for us as believing men and women to speak about such things. This is a great slander. Thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that those people who engage in this type of behavior, speaking and talking and thinking ill of one another, they think that it is something very light. They think it's a very small thing in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَهُوَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ Rather, in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a great sin. Now, respective brothers and elders, let us contemplate and ponder over our current situation. In the years gone by, in order to engage in speaking ill, we would have to do it verbally, Perhaps if we met somebody, perhaps if we were at a function, or at most somebody might have written something and they would have distributed it. But that was restricted to a select audience. Nowadays with the advent of social media, with the advent of different types of platforms, when we share information which may cast aspersions upon the character of a fellow Muslim being, human being, whether it is correct or incorrect, whether they have that default or not, this is being shared sometimes to dozens, sometimes to hundreds, sometimes to thousands of different people. And we are part of that chain of sin that is perpetuated as it continues to be sent from one place to the other. Sometimes we are speaking and thinking ill of our family members. Sometimes our neighbors, sometimes our community, sometimes our leaders, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, sometimes our seniors and our ulama. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So if we wish to have this, uh, uh, this particular maxim of sharia, which is to wish well for our fellow Muslim brothers and sisters, if we wish to have a community that is loving and is harmonious, then it is up to us to make sure that we rid ourselves of this evil. In conclusion, we mentioned that there are three types of speaking and thinking ill of our fellow Muslim brothers and sisters. The first is where we say something behind a person's back and they have that defect. That is prohibited. There are certain situations we don't have time, very restricted situations where a person is allowed to backbite. The second is where we say something, but we say it to their face. Sometimes we say that, you know, I'm not afraid, I'll tell it to him directly on his face. This too is a great sin in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And finally, when we say something about someone that they are not guilty of, this is the worst form of speaking or thinking ill. And this is called slander or muhtan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. May He grant us all the tawfiq.